0: about how we are to live in this world God so loves.
1: Today and for the next four weeks, we will be taking a peek into the Gospel of John. Today we find ourselves in the third chapter, and I invite you to listen for God's word to you this day in John 3, 1-17. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. the son of man and just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life for God so loved the world that God gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life indeed God did not send the son into the world To condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. While I was working on this very sermon in the living room in our house, I had a thought about something that I needed from the office. So about a minute later, I found myself sitting in the desk chair, asking myself, Now, what am I looking for? (laughs) And I proceeded to sit and ask myself that very question for a few minutes. What am I looking for? Until I finally remembered that there was a book I wanted to pull off my shelf. This Lent, we are on a journey of looking, a journey of seeking. Seeking God, seeking maybe to know more of ourselves, seeking to be honest seeking to draw closer to god understand more of god seeking answers to our questions and even seeking the courage to ask those questions and today we meet nicodemus in john's gospel a pharisee who was a leader of the jews and a man who was seeking nicodemus Or Nick, as I have begun calling him, knew what he was looking for, or at least he thought he did. Nick was seeking to understand Jesus and who Jesus was. Nick was curious and cautious. Nick thinks in concrete and literal terms, and he seeks clarity and understanding. I imagine Nick would make a good scientist or accountant. He wants evidence to support the theory, and he wants all the numbers to add up. So one night, his curiosity gets the best of him, and John tells us that in the cover of darkness, Nicodemus came to Jesus. He doesn't really ask a question, but instead, Nick begins to lay out what it is he has observed about Jesus. He calls Jesus, Rabbi teacher and says we know you are a teacher who has come from god and what is the evidence nick continues for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of god and here jesus addresses nicodemus head-on not merely talking about the presence of god but immediately talking about the whole realm of God, all of God's beloved community. Jesus could have responded, You are right, Nicodemus, for I am a teacher who comes from God, and more than that, I am God's Son, the one who will ascend into heaven. But Jesus doesn't immediately talk about himself. Because who Jesus is cannot be disconnected from the whole world. Jesus' own identity is intimately connected to God's people. Because Jesus came to be one of us, with us. Jesus came to point us back to God and God's way so jesus responds to nick with some insights on the whole realm of god no one can see the kingdom of god without being born from above jesus says of course this doesn't make much sense to nicodemus and his way of thinking and so he questions jesus as if he's saying so how does this work exactly how can i be born from above if i'm already born am i supposed to go back into my mother's womb and be born from above the second time the whole thing must have sounded so ludicrous to nicodemus he just didn't understand but he wanted to understand and jesus with compassion and patience continues to engage with Nicodemus and explain the matters of the kingdom of heaven to him. Jesus doesn't give simple answers. Could it be that's because the world itself isn't simple? And that the depths of God's reach are far from simple. How can anyone be born after having grown old? How do we begin again? How do we rebuild after such devastation? How do we find God in the midst of this rubble? How do I find life on the other side of this diagnosis? How do I begin again after this great loss? Where is God? My friends, God is with the people. God is leading the kingdom, holding the beloved community together. The Spirit of God is ready to lead you to God's realm. Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, Your flesh is flesh, so don't lean into your human nature with your literal mind, but lean into the Spirit of God. Follow it like the wind wherever it may lead. Jesus continues his explanation to Nicodemus and then says what has likely become the most memorized and quoted verse of the whole New Testament, at least in our country, John 3.16. Without doubt, you've seen t-shirts, bumper stickers, banners, mugs, jerseys, face paint, and more with this verse or its reference. And you may be among the many who, like me as a child, had to memorize this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. we've pulled this verse out of context haven't we leaving john 3 17 on the cutting room floor and we've twisted verse 16 around as if it says this is only for you as an individual we've been led to believe that this is just between you and jesus when in fact it's very clear that this is much bigger than a personal relationship with God. It is that, but it's bigger, it's more. This is about God's love for the entire world, for all of creation, for the cosmos, for all people, past, present, and future. The whole reason God sent Jesus into the world was to save the world. That's it, to save us, not to condemn us, And it was done out of love, a servant love that knows what it means to serve with humility and compassion. And it's out of that great love that God calls us to believe, not just for ourselves, but for the sake of the world. In the Gospel of John, believe is an action word. It's not just an affirmation of faith, like, I believe in Jesus. For John, to believe is to act, to move. Believing calls us to trust in the Holy Spirit and move toward the capital T, truth. And the promise for us, if we believe in Jesus, if we lean into the Spirit, is eternal life. Eternal life is a gift that takes us beyond ourselves, beyond what we feel and touch and know today, to a sacred way of being with God. Eternal life comes to those who are willing to lean into the Spirit of God and follow even not knowing where it will go. John talks about eternal life. While the other Gospels talk more about the kingdom of God, the place where God reigns. And in Paul's writing, we read about being in Christ. All of these, eternal life, the kingdom of God, being in Christ, point to the whole family of God dwelling together in peace and justice and harmony with God. We will not be able to see this beloved community or enter it or know it if we aren't willing to be born from above to get the Spirit's view of it. We are called to lean in to the movement of the Spirit. In his book, The Wind is My Mother, Marcell- Marcellus Bearheart williams a traditionally trained shaman of the Muscogee Nation Creek tribe and an ordained American Baptist minister, observed. Someone once said to me, I wish I had the same amount of spirit that you have. I turned to him and said, We were all given the same amount of spirit, none more, none less. The difference between individuals is allowing the spirit to have more of you. So that's where the difference is, yielding to that spirit more. How do we begin again? How do we yield to the Holy Spirit? None of what Jesus did was for himself. Everything he did was for the entirety of God's creation, for the whole world. Nicodemus must have felt lost. He was curious, and he was seeking understanding. Lean into the Spirit, Jesus tells him. You're going to have to trust in something beyond what you can see and touch and hear. You will have to believe. We may often find ourselves in some sort of wilderness, but during this season of Lent, we take the chance to recognize the wilderness roads. I think our friend Nicodemus was feeling lost, uncertain of who Jesus was and what it meant for him and his community. In her book, An Altar in the World, Barbara Brown Taylor relates the wilderness to the practice of being lost. She writes, popular religion focuses so hard on spiritual success that most of us do not know the first things about the spiritual fruits of failure. When we fall ill, lose our jobs, wreck our marriages, or alienate our children. Most of us are left alone to pick up the pieces. When the safety net has split, when the resources are gone, when the way ahead is not clear, the sudden exposure can be both frightening and revealing. We spend so much of our time protecting ourselves from this exposure that a weird kind of relief can result when we fail. Brown Taylor continues, To lie flat on the ground with the breath knocked out of you is to find a solid resting place. This is as low as you can go. You told yourself you would die if it ever came to this, but here you are. You cannot help yourself, and yet you live in this wilderness season my friends i invite you to the practice of leaning in lean in to the uncertainty lean in to the spirit's guiding lean in to the view of the whole community that god is ready to show you lean in i think nicodemus Found a way to lean in. One thing we know about Nicodemus, according to W. Scott Haldeman, is that he is not a quitter. He may leave this encounter with Jesus perplexed, but he keeps seeking. Our friend Nick shows up two more times in John's Gospel. In chapter 7, we learn that Nicodemus speaks up for Jesus. When the temple police are wondering why the Pharisees haven't already arrested Jesus. Nick calls for his fellow Pharisees to give Jesus a fair hearing before judging him. And his peers taunt him. And then in chapter 19, after Jesus dies on the cross, John tells us that Nicodemus is with Joseph of Arimathea when they ask Pilate for Jesus' body. Nick has brought a mixture of 100 pounds of myrrh and aloes to treat the body after death. With Joseph, Nicodemus honors the Messiah with a burial fit for a king. I don't know all the details of Nicodemus' life, but I see that he found a way to lean in to the uncertainty. He didn't run away. He showed up. He asked questions. He advocated. He served. He somehow practiced leaning into the Spirit. So this week, may you find the courage to go be with God. To lean in to the uncertainty. Show up and stand up for someone who has been told they don't belong. Maybe most especially if they've been told they don't belong in the church. Lean in to the unknown. Take a chance at getting lost, even intentionally meandering out of your way. May you set aside your to-do list one morning or afternoon to lean in to the movement of the wild and wonderful Holy Spirit of God. Amen.
0: Go out into God's world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak, help the suffering, honor all persons, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Spirit bless you and keep you this day and always, always. Amen.